the Car Talk Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Car Talk Podcast. We're back after a one-month hiatus, our Christmas break. But we have been busy, haven't we, Bailey, during our Christmas break with um, an awards video for each of our channels. How, how are you doing, by the way? Bailey is obviously back, his channel. Yeah, I'm obviously back on my own yeah. channel. That would be very um, important. Yeah. But I'm all right, Matty. Uh, did you have a good New Year? Yeah, Bailey's back. Haven't haven't bought him out just yet. Um, yes, um, <laughs> yeah, not bad New Year. Um, going well so far, 2024. First 17 or so days in. Um, yes. And uh, hopefully we'll, um, we'll, we'll gain another three listeners this year who knows yeah hopefully that's the goal really isn't it <laughs> um, today on this month's podcast the theme is best and worst if you like cars of the year um, this all stems from um, the Jeep Avenger as we know a running theme on uh, this podcast is the calamities trials and tribulations of Jeep uh, we all know they're crap um, so that's where our theme comes from from today. So we'll be discussing some of the the best and possibly the questionable cars of the years from time come by. Um, but for now, as usual, we're going to do uh, a bit of the car news and transportational opinion um, for the first month of 2024. Would you like to start, Bailey? Yes, I would. Um and I don't know about you, Matty, but I didn't really find very much news. I don't know if you did or not. I did. Um, you did? All right. Well, it's just me then. <laughs> I've got a couple of things. Um, the first one I'll start off with is, uh, have you seen Honda's new rebrand? No. No, I haven't. You haven't? Well, it's quite recent. I think it's literally today oh. as of recording this. Um, if you type in Honda, uh, just put in like new Honda logo. New Honda. They've just sort of modernised the... Um, the H, um, it looks quite cool. Um, it's gone from like a have inner circle and into like a just a black H now, um, with a, like a fancy background. But as part of this, Matty, they've released two new cars, or they announced two new cars as part of it, mm. um, and the and they're called the Honda Zero Series. Mm. <laughs> Bit of an odd name. Yeah. Um, but there's two cars. Um, one of them's a saloon, and the other one's an MPV, which is more what I'm interested in, what well, not so actually. You'll see why in a minute. Um, it's called the Space Hub. <laughs> and have a look at this. Um, I will send an photo um, in the chat if I can find one. Bear with me. While you're saying that, I would just like to say that I don't know about zero series, but the zero creativity in this new logo. I'm sure for the YouTube viewers, we'll put a, a picture on screen. But this new logo looks like they've got a silhouette of. <coughs> Two chairs, possibly high-backed couches, <laughs> like sort of booth things you'd see in a restaurant, and just push them together. I could make this actually out of some of the furniture in my house, but that's what it looks like. Two chairs pushed together is the new Honda logo. Yeah, pretty much. They haven't really thought it, thought it out as well, have they? Um, so this I mean, is it, it looks more the modern. new Honda Space Station, is it? Yes, yes. Uh, it's an MPV is thing. It? Let me just show you the back of it okay. as well, because that's the more important is part, it? because it is hideous. Yeah. Um, bear with me a second. 
It's been two months, ladies and gentlemen. We are a little bit slow. Mm. <laughs> oh. There it is. <laughs> I mean, that is... What do you think of that? If that is what sums up 2024, I'm not really looking forward to it. Uh, an aerodynamic no. milk truck with a big chunk of metal at the end and a bit of red lighting <laughs> around it. Okay. It's so awful, isn't it? Uh, you know how we, like, just last year, I think it was... I don't know what car it was, but it was like the the um, the Dacia something or other, and it was that horrible green yeah. car that we talked about. And we were like, that's the worst car we've ever seen. I think this is the new one. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that looks like uh, some sort of kitchen appliance from possibly the 1970s or something like that. Something that would have been quite cool and advanced back in the day, but if you look at it, it actually looks like, looks like the back of a bus, doesn't yeah. it? It's awful. It does. It's awful. And it's funny you say that. It says you, you say yeah, it looks kind of retro, but that's the idea mm. they went for, is they wanted like an 80s modern retro look. Mm. But I think they've just gone too yeah, far. I mean, I, it's more like back I, to the It future must be a slow mo- news month for you, it? at least, because if that's what you've kicked off the podcast with... Um, then it's bad luck, is it? Bad, <laughs> bad luck. Um, perhaps, uh, seen as I'm hosting, I should have produced this podcast a bit better than I have because what I'm kicking off with this month is actually brilliant news and you're going to love this, Bailey. Uh, Mazda. Is it? Mazda News. Um, well, mm. well, Mazda, of course, disowned you now because you've moved over to Land Rover, but um, Mazda is <laughs> launching the rotary engine again. Oh, so they, yes. they have started developing a, a new rotary Engine, uh, what, what's what's Wankel Wankel rotary engine? The Wankel, yeah. yes. Um, now this is all kicked off, Bailey, um, from a car that we seemingly missed last year on the podcast. I'm pretty sure we haven't mentioned this, um, but you may correct me. Um, so Mazda last year, um, they released a, a concept car called the SP. Did we mention this last year? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, actually. so if you if you Google. Um, the Mazda, Mazda SP concept. SP. Uh, this was launched in 2023, or it was invi- unveiled in 2023 at the Ooh. Japan Mobility Show. Um, now, clearly, this isn't a car for people with mobility issues. First of all, it looks absolutely fantastic. It looks stunning. Yeah. Doors. I believe I've actually seen is, this. I've, I've seen the render absolutely somewhere. Absolutely beautiful. And also, I don't know how they're going to get away with this or whether it'll make it to production but it has a modern variation of pop-up headlamps i mean how cool that is, is cool that? um i can see on the photo they sort of slide yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's, like, it's almost car. like sort of um sort of electric eyelashes you know sort of thing like that eyelids <laughs> basically um and this car last year bailey had such a great response um that the ceo of mazda is very very happy with that he has decided none other than to develop or start development of uh, the new wankel rotary engine so uh, this this car could that engine could well be seen in this car or you know a, a, a modern sort of non-concept production version of the beautiful mazda sp so mm. i would really really love that to happen Oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fantastic looking car in its own right, and the Wanko engine. You're forgetting the reliability issues is 
very iconic well, possibly as possibly well, so. that we we they may have they may get around that or whatever well yeah they're japanese they always figure a way out <laughs> don't they <laughs> um that's you should have started that off straight away, Matty. I don't know why you I didn't know, do I, that. I, well, <laughs> I, usually you've got more interest in news than me, but um, I don't know. Is it role reversal this month or something? You, you <laughs> this year, this maybe. year, yeah. You, you did provide all the batshit crazy news, and I stick to the power and um, yes, stuff like that. Um, it's, it would make sense actually because my two next pieces of news are actually what you would probably put normally. Oh, great! Let's hear them. <laughs> <laughs> so the new Ford Cougar facelift. Oh, what the hell have you decided this for? I don't think I would stoop so low as to pro- to provide news on the new Ford Cougar. Matt Watson's there for that. There's a reason why fucking Matt Watson's on YouTube, and it's for that sort of shit. <laughs> the reason I've included this is because it actually looks quite no, it good. Doesn't baby, I've I have seen to say it. it. Doesn't. No, the new one. Yeah, it looks like a Fiesta at the front. It's brilliant. I think it looks really sleek. Anyways, comes with um, new engine offerings, including hybrids. So that's great, um, and I think, as I said, it's much much better looking. I've a cha- I'm a changed man this year, Matty. I'm more open and um, interested in things. Is that one of your New Year's resolutions <laughs> that was set for you? Was it? No. Right. I I think viewers and listeners, Bailey has had uh, a bit of a bump on the head there. Um, but speaking of um, mainstream cars, uh, I've got one here. Um, it starts off bad, bad news, but then it gets better. Oh. Um, so basically, in 2027, the Volkswagen Up, which has just been uh, taken out of production, a small, small car from Volkswagen, their smallest offering, it is to return in 2027 as a low-cost EV, right? Uh, and this is going to be priced from around £25,000. So, you know, quite a lot of money. The same as a Golf GTI, then. Yeah, quite a lot of money for uh, <laughs> an electric small Golf and the, you know, the, uh, sorry, small Volkswagen Up. Uh, and the, the Up has always been a little bit Spartan. Good cars, but they've always been very sort of economy-minded. And, um, you know, I wouldn't give twenty five grand for a brand new Up. Um but what I would give fifteen grand for Bailey, which seems a lot better value for money, a lot more fun, and it's petrol powered, uh, is going to be the new MG3. Um, should I send? Ooh, yeah, you should I send you a picture? Um, does it look the same as no, the old one? Yes. No, it doesn't. Have you, uh, <laughs> no I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the picture now. Yeah, it does look quite okay, different. Okay, so it looks yes, it looks a little bit different. It looks a little bit better. Um, <clears throat> And this is purely consumer advice. As I've mentioned hundreds of times on this podcast, the outgoing MG3, very fun car to drive. Uh, you know I love an underdog, and that is an underdog. It's very underrated, such a good mm. car, future classic. I'm probably going to buy one in about 20 years' time if I don't need a car with loads of space. Um, and primarily, one of the reasons I've mentioned all of this is because you'd rather buy that for twenty-five, uh, for 15 grand than pay 10 grand more for a Volkswagen up with some batteries in it, right? Am I right or am I right? Yes, <laughs> I'd have I'd have that over the um, the up. Yeah. I reckon. Um, God help us all, because it's your turn now for any more news that you may have. Brilliant! I like to talk about the Porsche Macan EV. Right, we're off to a good start. Ish. <laughs> It's uh, essentially the Macan, but with an electric engine. How f- brilliant Not is that? Not interested. 
<laughs> to be fair, neither neither am I. But um, it's basically a facelift McCann that they've done twice already. Yeah. And it's going to have 300 miles of range, uh, 600 horsepower, and 1,000 torque. Yeah. Again, unnecessary. Um, <clears throat> but it's going to have a high-tech heads-up display. Yeah. Um, and actually, it's going to be revealed properly when this podcast comes Ooh. out. So there's a bit what? of news for you there. What do you mean revealed? Is it just going to be like... A, well, they've announced it, but they're actually revealing it. It's going to be a, so a different smattering thing. of onlookers going, Oh, yeah, look! There goes the new Porsche Macan EV. Looks exactly anyway, the same as the old go. one. <laughs> exactly. Well, it sort of looks a little bit different. It's actually a bit more bulky at the front, I assume, because of the bigger batteries in it. Um, but I, I, to be fair, I've always been like a decent fan of the Macan because it is a Porsche. Mm. And you know what I am like about Porsches? So. <clears throat> Weird. That's all is my that, car news. <laughs> Weird, no. no. Okay, um... Right, so that's all of Bailey's car news. So um, if you'd like to follow us on social media, then you can... Fa- <laughs> um, it's, it, it's now up to me to steer the ship for the rest of the car news before we move on to our theme. Um, I think we've only been recording for about three minutes and uh, Bailey's exhausted all of his car news and it's all been S-H-I-T shit. Um, yeah, I just want to get all of it out the yeah. way uh, so you can talk about uh, it. Great. Um, I would also like to talk about a new Ford. Um, this is the new Ford Focus Active. Um, it's a new Hang SUV. Hang on a minute, Atty. Yes. Yeah. It's a Mazda CX-5, isn't it? Or is it the new Mazda CX-5? Yeah, I thought it was a new Mazda 6. Oh, I thought it was a new Ford Focus. Oh, we're both wrong, actually. This, sorry, I misread that. Oh. This this is the new rugged Subaru Cross Trek. Um, to re- oh, I yeah. see. I mean, it's easy to, easy to get the mix them up, really. It isn't is. It, it's, um, it's like um, one night in Bangkok between a Focus Active and a CX-5. Um, <laughs> and now we sort of had, have this sort of ugly, sort of chunky, inbred Subaru. Um, which definitely, definitely has Ford Focus active wheels, lights, grill, um, and then like a kind of CX five quarter light. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, good news <laughs> from Renault. Uh, Renault have become one of the fastest growing brands, all thanks to a sale sales boom in vans. Is that because of the Renault Kangoo? Well, listen, uh, you may be wondering why I've brought this up. Um, yeah, so it's the uh, the Renault Kangoo and the Renault Traffic uh, have both been experiencing really, really good sales recently, which um, has been good news for Renault. But um, it may necessar- not necessarily be very direct um, or relevant or affect anything um, but you may know that Nissan is um, part of the uh, Renault van partnership, the little alliance there. Yes. Where they use each other's parts and things. Um, so I'm counting this as a good mark for the Nissan Townstar van uh, <laughs> because that is effectively a Renault Kangoo. So if the Renault Kangoo very true. Uh, is, is uh, providing a sales boom for Renault, then so is the Nissan Townstar. I will maintain that. Massey, that reminds me, actually, I did actually see a Nissan Townstar the other did day. Did you? I did. And I can't believe, actually, someone has bought one and that I saw it. 
<laughs> it was brilliant. Mm. It was actually the Nissan Townstar, that, mate, and I've I've seen it on yeah. the road. It's it's amazing. Probably, it's actually like the Holy Grail. Probably the last time this year you're gonna see a Nissan Townstar van. Well, no, you say that it was last year technically because I saw it so, before the new okay. year. Okay, so so far this year, have you saw another Nissan Townstar van? No. Oh. <laughs> Nissan sales profile for the Townstar van isn't quite as up there with Renault's. No, it's because everyone's buying the Kangoo, which has a mm, not as good mm. name. So, if you would like a little bit more exclusivity, um, then there's a bit of consumer advice. Buy the new Nissan Townstar van. Yeah. I think that's a good consumer advice. Then, Great. Uh, final bit of news from me. Um <laughs> And it's um, it's it's regarding um, a possible um, scammer um, issue that I've uh, come across here. Uh, you know, I'm trying to solve a problem here before it rears its head. Um, mm. Citroen news from Citroen. Uh, Citroen make a van called the Space Tourer. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's a it's a van based MPV. Uh, it's probably not selling as well as the Renault Kangoo. Um, probably selling a little bit more than this Town. Probably style. selling a little bit better than that, like. But um, yeah, Citroen <laughs> they make a van called the Space Tourer. Um, they also now have uh, created a version of a camper van version of said van. Uh, <laughs> would you like to guess the name of the uh, camper van derived Space Tourer thing? From uh, from was it the Nis? Uh, not the Nis. No, you've got the, you've uh, got the Town Star on your mind, haven't you? I have, I have. <laughs> got not. What's it called? Okay. The the original I'm just one. Gonna uh, turn my phone on silent there. That's the uh, that's the sales reps at Nissan there getting on up my back there. Um, this is the Citroen Space Tourer. That's the name of the van. And what's the yeah. name of the camper van version? Uh, world tour. No, you're wrong. Well, you're quite you you you're quite close there. You're on the right path. Um, <laughs> so the campervan version of the space tourer is called the Citroen Holidays. It's going to be a standalone name. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just so that's so underwhelming. That's like you got the space tourer, the, the van, and they got oh yeah, the holiday. Well, listen, I, that's it's completely different dimension. I think there's got to be uh, in one of those local shitty newspapers in a few months. Uh, shock horror as old couple have been scammed by someone providing Citroen holidays in a space tourer. So there's literally going to be someone online who's going to get in touch with this old couple pretending to be from a company called Citroen Holidays who provides space tourer uh, holidays. So I have Betty and Phil coming on going... Oh, we thought we were going on a space tour around the Med with a Citroen holidays, but it turns out that they don't exist. Um, real, real risk for the elderly with this new camper yeah. thing. Um, in terms of the looks, Matt, I don't know if I've got the right one, but why does it look like a bulldog? It does look a bit sort of hearty, doesn't it? Like a little bit beefy. Yeah. Um, what, what's with the like the panels on it? It's all like lines across it. It's like... You know, like those tins of beans that you get. They've got the lines around it, like those little tins. It looks like looks that. Looks like uh, if Phil Mitchell was a van, doesn't it? <laughs> what? I'm yes. a Citroen Holidays. Phil Mitchell impression. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, 
Citroen Holidays, um, do you think it's going to take off? <laughs> oh, <God's laughs> this is so rubbish, isn't yeah. it? Uh, and that marks the end of uh, the car news for... Uh, Conversation Street. This year, yeah, Conversation Street. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, we... We will now book a flight with Citroen Holidays and fly into the theme for this podcast. Um, Very smooth. Yeah, which is uh, Cars of the Year. Um, now, it's all, it all comes from the fact that the Jeep Avenger, awful car, uh, was crowned Electrifying's Car of the Year. Um, but one sort of um, thing that's been going on since the year 1964 is the European Car of the Year. And... Um, I think Bailey's definitely going to back me up here. There's been some stinkers over the year, hasn't there, Bailey? Over the years, I should say. Yes. Would indeed. you say more bad cars than good? Yeah, I think majority are bad. Right, okay. <laughs> but there are a few diamonds in the rough. I'm sure Bailey will provide you with all of the bad ones, and I will tell you the good ones. Um not really sure how to do this really i've got a list here of every car of the year since the year 1964 i also have the second and third place uh, on some of them as well and then um, just yeah. before we start i believe that in the year 2000 the fiat multiplier that just came second place uh as car of the year should have been first the winner was the toyota verso you can kind of see the line I'm going down here, can't you? And how? Do you mean the Toyota Yaris? Not the, is it Sorry, the Yaris, Yaris, the Yaris? Yaris and the Yaris Verso <laughs> one car of the year. Um, Mark One Yaris, very good car actually. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. I think that's why that should have won, which it yeah, did. Yeah. Okay. Um, where would you <laughs> like to start, Bailey? I was going to start in my year. Oh, uh, that's a good idea. Um, so 2001. Hmm. Um, and I've just had a look at this now, and the Alpha 147 won that year, and I think that's a great car. It's a great car, It's a very yeah. niche car mm. for Alfa Romeo, but I think not only... It didn't really catch on very well, but I think uh, it's a... I like, it, I like the styling of it, and it's a good car, and it's come with the V6. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, the V6. V6. Was it the Lusso engine? Through the, yeah. Yes. Um, you, say, you say it didn't catch on. It should have caught on, really, shouldn't it? It weren't a bad car. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that was it. It won car yeah. of the year, but then there wasn't many of them sold. I swear, like, I haven't really seen many. That of them was probably the since. the main, the most, one of the most mainstream Alfa Romeos you can buy because obviously you had the likes of the saloons, like the one five six and things like that. Uh, later yeah. on, the one five nine, but you know, this was the one series of its day, wasn't it? Really, it was. Um, and somehow the one series caught on. Um, that was a good idea. That I might go from from my year. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, slightly younger than Bailey. I was born in 1999. Yeah, 1999. Uh, younger. Uh, <laughs> and um, the car of the year was the Ford Focus, the Mark One, which launched a oh, year nice. earlier in '98. And um, I think the Focus, the Mark One Focus, is a lot has a lot of similarities to me because. It replaced the Ford Escort, <laughs> and when it did replace the Ford Escort, it was better in every single way, and that is, well, me. So um, that's that's a really good start for uh, for. How is that you, well, Matty? Listen, I am a Mark One Focus, and you are an Italian car that fell apart and failed. <laughs> um, 
Right. <laughs> um, should we go through some proper proper stinkers with the car of the year? Cars that I want you to give me a couple of cars, a few cars here that you categorically know should not not have won car of the year. Yes. Um, <clears throat> start off with 2012. 2012. Uh, the Chevrolet Volt. What is that? What is a Chevrolet Volt? You've never seen the Chevrolet. That's what I mean. Like nobody knows what car, what this car oh. is. Um, it's 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 called the Chevrolet Volt, or it's the Opal Ampera, because they did oh, like I a collab. Very thing. vaguely remember that, yeah. Um, have a look, because you'll you'll recognise it. Then. Does it have like um, was it like a, a the sort of shape of a Prius, but it had like boomerangy lights and it looked yeah, that's about the ten one, yeah. miles of range. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, what a dreadful car that is. Um, so that's that's on the list. Um, also, 2016, the uh, Vauxhall Astra. It's a, just a boring car, and it's a Vauxhall. Yeah. Don't know if you agree with that um, or not. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. Uh, and then the 2007, I've got the Ford S Max. That was a good car. You like the Ford S Max? Well, it weren't, I wouldn't buy one, but like that, what that? <laughs> yeah, but it. in its day, if you were in its day, if you were someone who had like loads of kids, but you wanted a car that didn't drive like a van, that was your guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose so. Makes kind of kind of a bit of sense there. Um, and I've got one more here. Uh, the two uh, Peugeot two hundred eight one on. Uh, year 2020 which obviously was a bad year so they had to have a bad car at the end yeah listen um, um, I, I can't I agree with you there and I think that possibly the French had um, a bit of a deal going with the organisers of the European car of the year um, let me run you through some French cars that uh, fortunately are no longer with us because they all fell apart and are just you know in <laughs> scrapyards now um, but here are some French cars that 100% should not have won uh, European Car of the Year. Uh, I give you 2002, the Peugeot 307, a real dreadful car, ugly as that fuck is, as well. Really awful. Do you remember the convertible version that, uh, oh. <laughs> that Clarkson done on Top Gear where you, yeah, and, like, they, oh, and they weighed a ton as well, them cars, they were... Really bad yeah. driven one of them. Horrible Awful. things. 2003, uh, do you remember the shaking that ass McGann with that advert with it having the big bum and going everywhere? <laughs> Very yeah. good looking car, but, you know, um, so breakable that it definitely shouldn't have won car of the year. Um, 2006, the Renault Clio, three years later, but it weren't like the little fun to drive Clio. It was, yeah, not, not, the sh- not the good Clio, the big, that was the shit one. It was the one. big bloater. Um, and I'm just scrolling through now to see if there was any more. Oh, yes, like you said, the Peugeot 308, 2014. Uh, second place in 15, the C4 Cactus. I mean, what the actual fuck? How the, how <laughs> how did that get second place? 17, as you mentioned, the Peugeot 308, 2020. Yeah. The Peugeot 208. I mean, there's definitely something going on with the French there. I'll tell you what was also won in 1990. The Citroen XM. 
a very good car. <laughs> I literally just a very that. good car, but really, it's it's not car of the year material. This is not something that was no. not a car for every man and his dog at all. That was like a quirky alternative. Um, it's got to be a joke. This surely. Like, where yeah. are the, I, I, was, I mean, I said to you before the podcast, like, where are the good cars in this? Like, I know this is like about normal everyday cars <clears> at the time. But they need to have another list with like best supercar or something. Yes, possibly. Yes, because um, that might be quite a nice idea to include. Because like you know the amount of effort that goes into a lot of those compared to this. Well, so. uh, something that I'm going to mention to the viewers and listeners is that um, I had to twist Bailey's arm a little bit about how this theme was going to work for our podcast because I said, "Look, here's the list of all the European cars of the year." Let's discuss the best and the worst. And he said, what did you say? I don't know, I can't remember. <laughs> well, you basically said there are no good ones. He said they're all bad. Um, well, yeah, they're I all said, pretty much bad. I said, no, there are some good cars. So I'm going to rattle through now um, all of the cars that I think were good, that were worthy cars of the year. Uh, Bailey, you're going to tell me the one good one that you like, um, and then we'll <laughs> go from there. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, we have to kick off, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when we're talking about good cars of the year, with 1996. 1996. The winner in 1996 was the Fiat Brava. Uh, Now, not many people have owned one of them, but I I have. wonder why. And uh, I'm here to tell you that they are brilliant cars, both of them. I had the Brava, as I'm sure you'll know, and... um, it was it was a fantastic car, Bailey. What made it fantastic? Well, it had the three individual strip lights at the back like a Ferrari. Wow. <laughs> it was okay to drive, not the worst. <laughs> it had lumbar support, which is very good, very generous for a car that was only ten grand back in the day. Which one's which though? I forget. Yours was the Brava. Yeah, so mine was like the booted version with the with the different. See, I, I prefer the Bravo. Well, yes, yeah, so do I, but there were none of them for sale when on Car and Classic. <laughs> so <laughs> with them, they're all like rusty puddles now and scrappage scheme victims. So you kind of have to take what you're given. That's that's the reason yeah, why I bought or, a, a bright green one. Or you could just not buy one and buy some different. Like like what? Have you still got your Lexus? Yeah, I've still got my Lexus, but have you still got your Land Rover? Yes, but it's going very soon. Mm. I've got an idea of what I'm going to get next, yeah. which you'll hate. What did you say? It's going very soon. No, I, I said it's going to... It's going... <laughs> I, see to you, I see where that, you're going with that. That'd be a first. <laughs> it's actually brilliant. I, I fixed the other day. It was brilliant. I know, going off topic a little bit, but... Um, you know the you know the warning light that said I needed the oil service. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get it serviced? Did you? <laughs> no, I had it serviced like last year when it when the the thing came out. Ah, oh, that's it. And it didn't believe you. That's it. No, but then they couldn't get rid of it, and basically it, it was because I've got to say, um, I managed to fix the light on it. And yep. do you know how I fixed it? I'm all ears. Have, have yep. Yeah. So there's basically three different models of that car. The pre-facelift, the facelift, and then the facelift with the different instrument cluster. Um, and I'm I'm the, the facelift in the middle, which I didn't know if I was a pre-facelift or not. So I watched an video, and basically what I had to do, Matty, was I had to go round to the passenger door, open that door, then open the bonnet, close the passenger door, 
come round into the uh, driver's seat with the door open and hold the brake and accelerator for exactly one minute and then it goes away. Do you know what? I'll give you one thing, right? I've always said this about Land Rover, is that they're so straightforward cars to work on that, you know, credit where credit's due. They've got the efficiency well, I suppose they have to be the if they Germans, all blow yeah. up all the time. Well, no, <laughs> as, you, as you say, it wouldn't have been it, it. wouldn't have been easy enough, would it, to just put a service indicator reset button in it? You have to do the hokey cokey and stick your tongue out and stand in one leg to reset the. Well, this is the like, thing, right, you know, Matty? This is the thing. So the pre facelift has that button, mm. but when they did the updated one, they didn't include it, and they did that different version. Mm. So basically, my mechanic was doing the pre-facelift version, which is why it wasn't going away. That that, that, that new complicated version, that was probably just the lads in the Halewood factory in uh, Liverpool having a bit of fun with the person, yeah. the owners of that car. You know, They're like that, the, the lads in there. Uh, yeah, in or Liverpool. a bunch of scousers go in and nicked all the parts for it so they couldn't include it. Well, you've <laughs> got to have a bit of fun, haven't you? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to return, uh, if I can, to uh, good cars that yes. won car, European of Car of the Year because, you know, if you are like Bailey, then you need to be converted. So 1996, good year. Uh, also, 1993, three years earlier... Now we've talked about this car on this podcast, so you can't say it was it's a bad car. And you really want to get it's Joel on the podcast. Who owns a K11 Nissan Micra? Yes. Does he actually own it? Oh, I thought he did. Well, he, he does the work on it, doesn't he? I thought it was his car. Possibly. I haven't. I haven't seen it on his channel. Oh. Maybe <laughs> well, he's a regular he's... viewer, so he can tell us in the comments. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking um, someone else. <laughs> No, I, I do like the Micromati, actually. Uh, the very first one. Um, it's a fun little car, which I haven't driven. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just agreeing with this point, because I can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, right, um, okay. No, I do, like, I do like the Micro, I'll be honest. It's a cool car. Great. Um... um... <laughs> What 1983, about, Matty. 1983, we're going back. Well, what about the car from 2019 that you mildly like? Which is... The Jaguar I-Pace. Yes. Well, the thing is, I didn't like it until you mentioned that you liked it, and I was like, oh, I best like it then, because I'll just get slaughtered from, from you. <laughs> so uh, I sort of like it. To be fair, I do like how it looks, <laughs> but it's just the fact that it's electric that I don't like. But it's a, it's a, it's such it's one of the best electric cars, honestly. Is that really saying much about that though? Because it's it's electric still. But, <laughs> That's I, like saying my hair dryer is great. I've but, got the best hair dryer. Still a hair dryer though, isn't it? <laughs> but I think you need to drive one. Maybe maybe I would change my mind if I did drive it, but we'll see. If you get me one to review, Matty, then uh, I'll happily review it. Come to Liverpool, you can drive an eyepiece. Okay. <laughs> um. Well, other than the Mark Seven Golf, um, there are no more good cars of the year. So, since nineteen sixty four, um, European Car of the Year have probably had a ten percent success rate. It's probably mm. bad maths, but yeah. Something along very low success rate in choosing. What about the, the um? In nineteen ninety three, no nineteen eighty three, Matty. Yeah. The Audi one hundred. 
Ooh, that was a good car, yeah. That's a good car. Yeah. I just remember that now. I was just looking through some of them on the on the website now and I that spotted that, so um Oh, here we go. Nineteen eighty, Lancia Delta, great car. Ooh. See you're you're um, you're you you're being a little bit more positive now. That's because I didn't look at all the pre two thousand cars, that's why. Oh right, okay. Yeah, about well, the Renault 16 in 1966. We all know that post-2000 cars are, the majority of them, wear shit anyway, so... Yeah. No, I agree with that. Does that wrap up then, Matty? Hey. The uh, car of the year conversation? Well, I thought we could end on, what well, if we had the choice, what would be our car of the year? This, as in the one that just happened. Well, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. Um, what cars were good? That's the thing. We had the. I can't think of any. <laughs> Can you think of any that happened last year that were good? Um, Nissan Townster. Well, it's a van, isn't it? So I can't yeah, that. Um, can't really have that. Uh, what about the Lexus IS two hundred? Well, that wasn't last year, though, was it? Well, I bought it last year. It doesn't mean it came out last year. It's not the car of the year, because it has to come out on that year. Yeah, but it should have been. <laughs> if it came out last year, I'd be concerned, because it looks very 90s. Is the is it the car of the year when it released? No, it was the Ford exactly. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> so what we've established there is that there's no good car of the year last year. No. No, <laughs> and on that terrible disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of Grand Tour segues in this uh, in this show. Yeah, isn't I don't it? know why, um, especially this one. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and I really do think it is time to end because there is um, unfortunately nowhere left to go with this. Um, that was our theme. We've done it. We probably will never return to it. So. Um, on that note, uh, would you like to give us our social medias, Bailey? Your social medias. Yes. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that we passed uh, 3,000 subscribers literally just before the end of the year. I know that I mentioned it in the awards video, but I know I've got different viewers and listeners for this than the other videos. So thank you for that uh, very much. <clears throat> Have you what? How many subscribers are you on now, Matty? Well, I was I was just about to say actually I'm uh, 700 subscribers shy of 3,000. So if you would like to subscribe and you do like me, then you can't <laughs> find me on Matty's Cars on YouTube. Because we about this time last year we were pretty much neck and neck, weren't we? Well, we were, but um, you've got a better uploading schedule than me, and obviously you triggered the algorithm. So uh, well, yeah, as of recently because of um, well start start of the year I didn't really post at all. I think it was like six months where we didn't post apart mm. from obviously the podcast. But literally, like midsummer, we and we st- I've still got videos that have you know scheduled for like a month's time because mm. we filmed so much recently. Um, but yes, anyway, uh, social medias. Obviously, you can subscribe to us here on the channel. Uh, that would mean a lot. We want to hit five thousand subscribers by the end of the year, which is uh, one of our goals, Matty. <laughs> um, but if you do, uh, if you are interested in our behind the scenes stuff, then you can uh, follow us on Instagram, which is a uh, car culture. Let me remind myself, underscore YT. And then uh, on TikTok, it's Car Culture YT. Because um, it wouldn't let us do both of them. Or you could follow my personal account, um, Bailey Prickett27, to see me doing 
things because I haven't done much recently. No, so I've, I'm be, I haven't really posted on my personal Instagram for ages, to be honest with you. So it gives me less one-liners to say when I do my social medias, doesn't it? Um, nonetheless, uh, Matty's Cars on YouTube, if you'd like to see more of me, if you've just discovered this podcast and you are like, who is the host? It's me, Matty's Cars no, on it's YouTube. Not. <laughs> I am the host today. Yeah, today, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you like, who's that guy? Then it's me, Matty, Matty's Cars. Um, social media, Instagram-wise, you can follow me, Matty's Cars YT, on Instagram. Uh, and if you would like to delve just a little bit deeper into that guy, Matty, the host for today, uh, then you can go onto my personal Instagram, Matsgram99. And... Um, with that, I think that's that's the end. Thanks it for is, joining yes. us. Yeah, thanks for joining us on our first podcast back. Um, oh, yes. and again, any female guests that would like to I was on. literally about to say that, Matty. <laughs> um, that's one of the goals for the podcast is, yes. is to actually get the female guest on that we promised last year yeah. in February. <laughs> um, so, yeah, hopefully we can get someone on this year at some point. If not, then we're all screwed. If not, then expect to see Daniel Afterhouse with us <laughs> next month. Or um, Jamie, you're talking about another thing about JLR. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so thanks for watching, and uh, we'll see you in next month's podcast. Bye.